Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a breakfast and a class. Sorry, uh, we haven't been on leave. Uh, just we couldn't record all these amazing classes we had in uh, over the last couple of weeks because it was either Shabbat or uh, holiday. Uh, we got to come up with a way to figure out how to record these classes. We had some amazing classes uh, in uh, in Beth Torah two Shabbats ago, and then in uh, Florida. Thanks, uh, Rabbi. Uh, Isaac Farhi, uh, who gave us the honor to be able to give classes almost every day there. Uh, okay, so uh, we uh, begin this week uh, double perasha, Tazriya Metzora. And uh, for the most part, these parashiyot talk about the, the physically manifested spiritual disease of Sarat. So there's a pasuk that has to catch your attention. It says, Vehasarua, uh, and the person inflicted with uh, this sarat, this leprous affection, affliction, Asherbo uh, Hanega, who has the, the nega. So, what does he have to do? Begadav Yiyu Perumim. He has to tear his clothing. Verosho Yiye Parua, and his head shall be left bare. Ve'al Safam, and uh, on his upper lip, all his lip, Yateh, it has to be covered over. And what does he have to do? He has to cry out, Tameh Tameh Yikra. Tameh Tameh Yikra. He has to cry out that he is impure, impure. Could you imagine, just for a second, this poor guy, all of a sudden he has this white, leprous thing on his skin he has to go to the Kohen go again to the Kohen back and forth to see and that's embarrassing enough that he has to go to the Kohen who is going to pronounce that he has this Sarat and once he has this Sarat what does he have to do? he has to literally go out in public with torn clothes with a mask with his head covered with his hair not being able to cut and he has to yell out in front of him as he goes that he is impure. He is impure. I mean, talk about uh, drawing attention to yourself and, and, and bringing on embarrassment. The, uh, the Midrash tells us that Sarat comes for a number of reasons. The, the Midrash gives 11 reasons. Idolatry, Hilul Hashem, unchastity, theft, slander being a false witness, a judge who perverts justice, swearing in vain upon one who enters a domain which is not his and upon one who thinks false thoughts and finally one who instigates quarrels among brothers. Uh, the rabbis tell us for the most part we attribute Sarah to Lashon Hara. And if we say it's Lashon Hara, well, all of these things it has to do with ego, has to do with honor, has to do with a person thinking it's all about me. And what do we do? We've taken this person from this place where he considers himself honor, where he considers himself that it's all about him. And we put him in a position where he has to completely lower himself. It's almost like a crash course in breaking ego. The uh, Rambam, he writes in, uh, in his Halachot that it's a positive commandment, mitzvat aseh, for a man who's afflicted with sarat, who is deemed as definitely impure, and the Rambam brings that he has to cover his head throughout the time he's impure. 
He has to be cloaked until his lips. So he has to, has to have uh, material over his lips. And he has to notify everybody as he goes by. And he has to say, impure, impure. Even, he says, a kohen gadol, who becomes afflicted with sarat, covers his head and tears his clothes. And the person with sarat is forbidden to greet others throughout the time he is deemed impure. We see the Sifra co- confirms this where he writes, where the Sifra writes that even the high priest and even Ezra explains that the person has to tear his clothes because this is a symbol that he mourns over his errors which let him become afflicted. He covers his upper lip. I saw, thought it was so interesting. The Tur Haruch adds, this means that he is to keep his mouth covered so that his breath does not offend anyone around him. And he writes, as it contains bacteria harmful to others. Interesting in our uh, post-COVID days where we all live with masks, uh, to say that he has to basically mask himself. The Kliakar talks about his hair, that it should grow long. This is to atone for haughtiness of spirit, for he wanted to be the head over everyone else. His garments shall have a tear in them to atone for stinginess, because miserly people generally have torn and patched clothing. He has to cover his head down to his upper lip to atone for his sin of speech, which he spoke through his lips. And he has to call out, unclean, unclean, for someone who besmirches others with his speech shall be called unclean as well. So much of... uh of this sarat is, uh, is attributed to this haughtiness. And we'll see it uh, as we go through the week with some of the other stories. But I want to share with you a story. I first heard it from Rabbi Joey Haber and I went to Google the story and you can, uh, you can hear the story being told by the person directly. So we've all heard of Pepsi. It's, uh, you know, Pepsi and Coke, uh, all the challenges. But Pepsi... Uh, the story is not about Pepsi or the value of the company, almost $20 billion. It's about Indra Nooyi. Indra Nooyi was the CEO of Pepsi for about 12 years. And she's been inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame and consistently raked as one of the world's 100 most powerful women. But all these honorary accolades and all these monumental titles didn't mean, mean much. So the, the way the story is, Nuye had just been informed that she had been named the CEO of PepsiCo. This is in 2001. After having been the president and chief financial officer of the company, it was 9.30 at night and she was thrilled, beyond thrilled. Anyone would feel that way, you'd imagine. So she wanted to share the news and who better with her than her mother? Her mother, who, who loved her so dearly, who supported her so much, who wanted the best for her. And in, the, in, in Indra Nui's own words, she says, I'll never forget coming home after being named president of PepsiCo back in 2001. My mother was visiting me at the time. I've got great news for you, I shouted. She replied, it could wait. We need you to go out and get some milk. So I go out and get milk. And when I come back, I'm hopping mad. I say, I had great news for you. I've just been named president of PepsiCo. 
and all you want me to do is go out and get milk? Then she says, let me explain something to you. You may be president of PepsiCo, but when you step into this house, you're a wife and a mother first. Nobody can take that place. So leave the crown in the garage. Indra went on to explain what her mother told her. You are the woman who cares about her children. I don't care about the crown. Keep all of your ego, all of your honor outside and in your office. When you step into this home, you are a mother of your children. Don't bring this world and your ego into this home. Rabbi Haber goes on and he says, In our lives, we could be tempted to bring our egos into our homes. We could be inclined to wear our crowds proudly on our heads as we sit around the table exacting that our requests are carried out and our expectations are made. And when they're not, we feel cross and disrespected. But we should all remember the advice of Indra's mother, especially us. You know, Baruch Hashem, so many of us are successful in what we do. Hashem has blessed us. We're successful in the different fields we're in. And we can come home with a bit of an ego. We should remember, keep your crown in the garage. Ego makes you feel number one, but it doesn't care about the health of your relationships or the care and compassion that your spouse and children deserve. All it cares about is winning and becoming superior and honored. But keep that at bay and sideline that for the right time. You should channel that ambition to healthfully drive you to succeed at work in an office, but when at home, turn it off. A person has to remember to carry themselves with humility, with the realization that who are you? No, you're not businessman. You're not real estate investor, broker. You are not administrator. What you really are is a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, and a friend. I think that the person who got Sarat forgot all of these things. And that person then gets Sarat to take him from his totem pole down, to dress the part, to speak the part, to push himself to remember where he comes from and to break his pride to break his honor and to remind him that in the end, all of those things are dressing. And the person who he is has to be a father, mother, brother, sister, friend. Bezrat Hashem, we should learn that lesson without being forced to learn the lesson. We should learn the lesson and live the lesson. And we should bring joy and happiness. Bezrat Hashem, we should be successful in all that we do. But we should always remember, leave the crown in the garage. Have a great day, everybody. Rabbi Chani Abel Kasham Eretz Hakadosh Baruch